Hello, folks. Welcome to the Coastal Noise Podcast. This is episode number 76 with comedian Bill Engvall. If you want to hear more podcasts, go to the coastalnoise.com website, go to the podcast page, and you can check out all the episodes that we've done recently. Jeff Pilsen, a foreigner. Uh, we did Corey Christie of Blackwater Brass with Fred Salinas, Shay Dobson recently, Abe Partridge, um, Paul Armentano, the deputy director of Normal. So they're all there. They're all free to download. You can also subscribe to Coastal Noise on iTunes, YouTube, or Google Play. So check it out. Leave a review. Leave comments. Um, all that good stuff. Did a giveaway recently for some Shuckers tickets on May 4th and had good success with that. I think I'm going to do another giveaway soon for uh, the Avengers movie or the new Han Solo movie. So be on the lookout for that. Have a podcast coming up. Actually, I've already recorded it with Eddie Dixon. He played some tunes off of his new album, Coinstar, which I'll be releasing soon. And then really the only other announcement I have is I have a gig on June 1st at the Greenhouse on Porter in Ocean Springs. If you'd like to come out to that, the date to that will be on stephanlawsonmusic.com. Today on the show, Bill Engvall. Boy, I tell you, this is quite a month, huh? Jeff Pilsen, a foreigner, one of the most successful rock bands of all time, and now one of the most successful comedians of all time. A little bit about Bill. He's a Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum-selling recording artist. Most recently, Bill was a contestant on season 17 of ABC's Dancing on the Stars. And as a fan favorite, he made it all the way to the finals. In the past, he starred in and executively produced the TBS sitcom The Bill Engvall Show. He was part of the enormously successful blue-collar comedy concert films, which sold over 9 million units and received a Grammy nomination. He starred on HB's hit sketch comedy show Blue Collar TV, and in several solo specials for Comedy Central. And he's seen a lot of success since his very first album, Here's Your Sign, certified platinum, and held the number one position on the Billboard comedy chart for many, many weeks after its release. And to be honest, you could go quite some time talking about Bill's career. He's had quite a long stretch working in the industry. Uh, But if you want to see him, he's actually going to be here at the IP Casino in Biloxi on May 11th, That's this Friday. So if you act with a quickness, you may be able to still get a ticket. I won't talk about what we discussed in the show since it's a pretty short episode. Um, Bill had some other engagements and uh, was nice enough to fit me into his day. And we actually had a small technical issue. His phone dropped out for a couple minutes, so we lost a little time there. But all good. The time we spent talking to each other was... uh, 100% fully utilized to the best and had a really good time talking to him. Uh, I I wish everybody was as easy as to talk to as Bill was. So without further ado, Bill Engvall. Give me some time. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that game show? What's your situation there? Oh, yeah. Uh, Are you recording? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, uh, the game show uh, actually is a really fun little thing. and it, I probably do it five, six times a year. It's called Funny You Should Ask. Uh, it's kind of a modern-day version of Hollywood Squares, but it's just six comedians. And uh, what happens is they have contestants, and they ask them questions. And then 
they come to us and we give the funny answer and then we give uh, what we, a real answer and then the contestants decide if they agree or don't or think we're lying or telling the truth. And it's really fun. I mean, it's uh, I've worked with some great guys, Louis Anderson and Tim Meadows and John Lovett and Caroline Ray. So it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that does sound like a good time. Uh, so how's the world of comedy yeah. treating you, man? You've you've got a pretty busy schedule through most of the year right now with dates all across the country, your next one being in, at the IP Casino in, in Biloxi, Mississippi. How's the road been treating you as of late? You know what? It's great. I, I actually, you know, I've got to been blessed in my career stuff to do uh, pretty much everything I wanted. Uh, but after all that's done, I still love the stand-up. You know, it's uh, it's because I'm in charge and it's just me and the audience and that's, there's just no better, there's no better job on the planet. I'm convinced. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, are there any, but, you know, it's, I, I'm getting, listen, I'm getting, I'm getting older too. So, you know, the traveling is getting a little tougher, but you know, the shows are still fun, but you know, that's just, you know, that's every job's got a downside and that's just a downside of mine as a traveler. Yeah. How do you kill time on the road on, on that in between time? Do you read books, watch movies or? Oh, I'm not much of a movie watcher. I like to do stuff outdoors. So sometimes in the winter, the road can get really long. Because I like, I like to go play golf or hike or, you know, what fish, whatever. But, uh, you know, so when it's dead of winter, I, a lot of times I'm pretty bored in a hotel room. But the good news is that, you know, usually when I go out, it's, uh, you know, like a Friday, Saturday. So it's not too, it's not like I'm stuck in a place for a week. Sure. Yeah. And in line with talking about hobbies and, and activities, extracurricular activities, are there any non-stand-up related hobbies or activities you engage in that you feel kind of indirectly improve what you do on stage? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm back in college right now. I've gone back to school really? to get my degree. Oh, wow. Congratulations, uh, in, man. In uh, Christian studies. And, uh, it's been uh, it's been interesting because there has been some uh, residual effects of that. That uh, you know, I I feel like my comedy's got more of a purpose now. Um, you know, before I was just kind of slinging jokes, and now I feel I I, I know why I'm doing this. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, and it's really helped my performance. Why? Because I'm having I actually right now I'm having more fun in my stand up career than I've ever had in my life. Uh, and I just think it's because I'm a little more relaxed and uh, I kind of get what it's about now. Yeah. You were talking about, you know, being kind of cooped up and, and you know, downtime on the road. Um, in line with that, wh what would you say is the least humorous part about showbiz? Oh, that right there. That right uh, there, that's it. I think a lot of people have this vision of this being this glamorous Hollywood lifestyle. But, you know, what they see is 90 minutes on stage. They don't see the 22 and a half hours of you being by yourself in a hotel room or in a town where you don't know anybody and you don't have a car and you can't go anyplace. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it can get pretty lonely. Uh, I, I think that's why you probably see in, in comedy more so than anything else, a lot of alcoholism and drug use and stuff. Cause it's just a lot of time to kill. And I thank God I didn't get into that mess. Yeah. Uh, and I know. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's probably the, the worst part of it. You just, being alone on the road like when i was doing blue collar it was awesome because i had my three buddies with me and yeah. you could go have lunch together or whatever but you know when you're sitting in a coffee shop by yourself lunch i would lie would be lying to you if i didn't say there's a point of somewhere you go man i gotta get a life this is 
So do you not take guys with you on the road now? No, because anymore now people kind of expect that uh, evening with uh, kind of deal. And, you know, and, and the, a lot of the theaters and casinos, they don't want to pay for an opening act. Mm-hmm. And I can do the 90 minutes easily by myself. So it's like, it, and the other, I'm going to tell you, the downside of having people on the road too is you kind of tend to be a babysitter. You know, you got to make sure everybody's at the plane at the right time. And yeah. did you get your bag and, and all? And I'm just too old for that. I just wrote. Can you still hear me, Bill? I, I think I lost you. All right, I'm going to try to recall this. Hey, Hey, Bill. Can you hey, hear me all right? Yeah, I just lost the, yeah, I just lost phone coverage and internet and everything. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we can keep Man. keep rolling where, where we were. Um, it's <laughs> a good question. I th- I think we had just been talking about um kind of the hardships of business taking people on the road but i'll tell you what we'll move on because i want right. to i really yeah. want to ask yeah. you about um your podcast my two cents i actually didn't know you were doing a podcast until after we had arranged to do this recording and i listened to a couple episodes and was really happy to discover we share a very similar format style and in, in the way we run the show can you talk a little bit about your podcast project and maybe a little background on how you got it started yeah you know i uh, uh i kind of got into the podcast world late um and I really enjoy doing it. I've had to not do it anymore for a little bit because I just got so busy. Uh, as you well know, to do a podcast, it requires a lot of time. Sure. You were right. You know, I don't, and, I, and that, that was one of my, uh, one of my three weapons. I, I was like, yeah, I wanted to do a good one. Uh, and I appreciate your, what you're saying about it. The, uh, it's, it was fun. And, I, you know, just kind of, because when I'm on stage, it's called My Two Cents. And uh, when I was on stage, you know, I have a set that I'm doing, but the podcast allowed me to uh, just talk about whatever I wanted, you know. Um, and people liked it. Unfortunately, I just got so busy I couldn't keep doing it. I'm hoping to kick it back in pretty soon. Okay. All right. Um, we got time for another two or three more questions? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I understand you're living in Utah these days. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, you do a lot of skiing out there. Yeah, you know that we the kids grew up and moved away, and Gail and I decided we were tired of L.A. the big city, just a big city. But mm-hmm. we both kind of grew up in little towns, and uh, so we went to Park City and just we've been going up there skiing uh, for years with the kids, and we both loved it. And so uh, we decided to make it our home, and we haven't looked back, and we love every minute of it. Yeah, because I know you were working out of South Cal- California for a long time, and I'm actually planning on touring the country in the coming months with a special interest to San Diego and Los Angeles. Do you have any recommendations or words of wisdom for someone who's seeing South California for the first time? Well, don't be in a big hurry because there's a lot of traffic. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might not have a choice. I love, I love that. You go to go to Old Town. Uh, you know, obviously go down by the beach, and then I would if I was you, uh, I would go. And this goes for L.A. And so, uh, in L.A., go to Catalina Island, uh, take the boat over to Catalina, and then uh, in San Diego, go across the bridge over to the island with a military base. It's a, a really cool little area over there. Nice, nice. Um, of course, Hollywood, you got to do the, all the oh, yeah, stuff. Certainly. Um, I was going, you know, doing my homework and, you know, kind of going through some of your, your recent career stuff in the last couple of years. And I found something interesting that you had done that I kind of wanted to ask you about. You did a movie called The Neighbor. 
um, which as I understand was... Oh, yeah, The Neighbor was the hoot. I love that. Yeah, um, which was like a horror kind of film, a thriller. I that, yeah, I played I play a guy that nobody's seen before out of me. Uh, I played a guy who kidnapped murdered people. And uh, it was amazing how quickly I slid into that role. I had a blast. And I wanted to ask you, would you, uh, you know, would you be interested in taking on another role, say in movie or television, that push you into a unique position in unfamiliar territory, such as that movie did? In a heartbeat, yeah. I loved it. It was, you know, it, it was fun for me because I like to do stuff to keep my fans guessing. But mm-hmm. it was also good for me because it broke the mold for me a little bit. You know, I got to do something different than be the goofy sitcom dad. You know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you saw it. I was, I, was really, I was really proud of that little movie. Yeah. Do you have any exciting projects coming down the pipe that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, there's another movie coming out. It's a little indie film called Monster Party, uh, and I play an abusive father. I'm only in two scenes, but it's the begin, the first scene and the last scene of the movie, so uh, it was really fun to play uh, another role that you know I don't think people expect to see me in. Awesome. Well, Bill, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to me, man. It's uh, it's an honor, and uh, I appreciate it a lot. And uh, well, Stephen, it's been my honor, and I apologize for losing you there a little bit. Uh, welcome to the world of the internet, huh? Yeah. The, right. uh, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'll be at the IP in Biloxi uh, on uh, Friday. Yep, Friday. And uh, it's gonna be good times. All right, Bill, if I can get you to stay on the line for another 30 seconds here, I'm going to sign us off and then give you a proper farewell. All right, right. folks, thanks so much for listening to the podcast, CoastalNoise.com. Go to the podcast page. You can hear all the other episodes. Subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and where other fine podcasts are found. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.